Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast. Um, <laughs> well, welcome back to the episode. Um, today it's gonna be a bit different. Um, we're gonna dissect um a, a lyrics of a song. Um, but before we do that, just a little introduction. I'm Ellen, and I'm Mycia, and we are your hosts for the episode and this podcast. Um. But yeah, we're so excited for you to join us, and I hope your week um, goes well, and I hope that your weekend went well. So, yeah. So today's episode, we're going to be dissecting some lyrics, um, and we chose Ej, Pac-Man, um, which we both love so much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so, so good. So if you haven't listened to it or listened to it, um, I think we'll provide it in our bio comment section. Mm-hmm. Um, so feel free to click on it and listen to it before um, we dissect the song. Um, yeah. Uh, but just a little bit of background on Ej. Um, it's actually just Jay from Day6. But it's his name spelled backwards, uh, J spelled backwards. And this is like one of his songs that he released as a partially solo artist. Um, He self-produced this song, I believe. And it's not on YouTube. So, but the song is really, really good. I think it's like really well produced. (laughs) And the lyrics are short and sweet and to the point. Um, in a way, so yeah. yeah. Today, uh, we just can get over the song. Yeah, I do want to share. Okay, my brother, he never listens to Korean artists like Day Six at all. Um, but he he was like, yeah, I found an artist called Ej, and their song Pac Man was really good. And I was like, <laughs> holy fuck! Like, hold on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you did what <laughs> you heard what um so yeah so for my brother to listen to this song um says a lot so but yeah it's mm-hmm. a really good song yeah but we're gonna um walk through the lyrics and then kind of dive into it so verse one right off the bat he kind of just jumps right in um and the lyrics go Loving you is getting harder and harder to do um, because my head says no, but my phone keeps calling you. And you never pick up unless you've got nothing to do, but you say that you want me as much as I want you. So, Ellen, give us your thoughts. Stress! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I don't know exactly how we're going to dissect this, but, I mean, should I say, like, my interpretations of it? So, I think this is so real. Like, first of all, I think, um, like, a lot of the times in romantic relationships, we go in, we go in making decisions with our hearts rather than our brain. (laughs) And, um, which is, I mean, I think, I think that's how it should be, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you're too calculative in your mind, then it doesn't actually work. Or that's how I think. Sorry, uh, I interrupted you. No, no, you're good. No, for (laughs) for me, I see it as like you should be using both. 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Whereas in this situation, I see it more as this person using their hearts rather than their mind because he's saying, my mind is saying no, but my phone keeps calling you. So somewhere in his heart, he's leading with emotions and those fingers be calling. Mm So yeah, um, that's what I I noticed. Um, And then I also... The very first line saying, loving you is getting harder and harder to do. And I wonder what this other person is doing to make the narrator feel as if loving them is getting harder and harder. Um, And then I also question, like, until what point are you going to give up until, like, you can no longer love them or... Um, you feel like you can't love them anymore. Um, like, why are you taking so long to just cut it off? Mm. Um, yeah. And then when they say, and you never pick up unless you got nothing to do, but you say that you want me as much as I want you. Um, I feel, oh my gosh, I'm gonna call myself out. I feel like I'm <laughs> like this. I'm, I feel like I'm the other person <laughs> perpetrating the harm onto this narrator. <laughs> And I say that because, one, I got life out of this relationship, so. (laughs) Um, And two, I am that type of person who is very picky with my time. Um, And I am very selective of who I talk to and who I don't talk to. And so, um, I feel like I'm this person. Oh my gosh, I'm such such a shitty person. Um, and then I also see it as, like, you know, sometimes you talk to your friends, um, or your, yeah, in my situation, like, I would talk to friends, and they, it would be a long time since we've last talked, um, and they would say, oh, I miss you so much, um, when it's easy to just, like, have a phone call or do a video chat, um, but then I also understand that a lot of people have depression, and social anxiety so um that's a different topic but (laughs) yeah that's what my mind goes to um and calling myself out (laughs) (laughs) but yeah how about you Maestia um I agree with you um I think like to me I take it that he's feeling a sense of not being wanted but he's still or narrator is still really in love with them However, because it doesn't feel reciprocated in a way that he's understanding what love should be, that they're finding it difficult to continue to engage in this like relationship type, uh, which is why it's saying like it's getting harder and harder, possibly because they feel like they're the only one putting in work to the relationship because a relationship takes two people and not just one person. I also think too that they're saying that their head says no, but the phone keeps calling. I think that's like an idiom of saying like they're thinking logically, like it's not worth it anymore. However, their heart still continues to be lured back into um, this relationship with the other person as toxic as it may feel or seem to be because they still have a lot of emotions. And the third line kind of just goes back to 
it kind of connects with like the first line where the other person feels distant and they're not really around much to add into the relationship relationship um, which is why the last line um, it may feel like they may be confessing like the other person may be confessing like yeah I still love you and all that stuff but it just feels like empty words and mm. it's not really like solid yeah yeah I think about the but right in the beginning of that last Mm-mm. verse um in how like what you said empty it feels because i think about toxic relationships or uh folks who are in one-sided relationships um and i think about also fuck boys (laughs) (laughs) and how they like lure you in still um because like what you said this person seemed like they're they feel it seems as if they're still in love with this person Mm -hmm. um but like logically they are saying no but then because they still have this sense of love towards this other person it's like oh just that one word of oh i still love you i still want you like right away you're like oh okay i'm back in like i i feel important to them you know yeah yeah even if it does feel empty it's like that sense of validation yeah or like belonging or it's like oh finally they see me you know yeah yeah because then they don't feel abandoned Mm -hmm. um or unwanted and unloved (sighs) i do also understand i do also resonate with you and you're like i feel a little bit called out i'm like (laughs) girl me too not gonna lie uh and that's kind of partially where I'm like, just that word or just that line alone, uh, if you look at it like singularly, I don't think it's like toxic because some people just genuinely don't know, mm. you know, like because everybody lives really difficult lives and some people do love you. They just don't know how to match their actions with their words. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. And I think <laughs> also like everyone's love language is so different. Yeah. Um, I know someone who when they were dating their their boyfriend who's now their husband, um, they shared with me like I don't need to message them every day. Um mm-hmm. but my partner needs that com or I wouldn't say comfort, but that that's their love language, you know, quality time, whether that's through um messaging or phone calling, um like yeah that's their love language and she Mm -hmm. said that it's very challenging when it's so when your love languages are very different um Mm. yeah that just reminds me of that too yeah i do feel called out too (laughs) (laughs) yeah right that's me for sure yeah for now yeah (laughs) yeah i think for now but like once you are in a relationship i think you prioritize that relationship as well. well. I don't know about you, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm the type who, once I'm in a relationship or I'm talking to somebody, um, I I message them back a lot. Um, okay, this is me thinking with my heart, okay? 
like messaging them a lot, um, feeling as if I need to communicate with them all the time. Uh, that honeymoon phase. You know what? See, here's the thing. That can be seen as like acts of love, right? Like messaging them back Mm -hmm. or like depending on how you look at it, right? But a person like me, (laughs) like, you know what I see that as? Love bombing. (laughs) Oh my god. Rainbow. Don't even start. Okay, see, that's why I'm saying like it's tricky. Because people see things differently, right? And I'm just like, some people are just like, I just really like you. That's why I'm doing all this and all that. And I'm just like, I just feel like you're love bombing me. Or I feel a little bit manipulated. (laughs) Can you define what love bombing is for those who who may not know? So love bombing, it's basically when somebody really like really likes you and they just shower you completely in love or in their actions of love and words of love or however they express love is done in a way that is meant to manipulate you to also love them as well but if you're not aware like all of the things that they do just seems like rainbows and butterflies it just feels like, oh, like they just really like me or they're just really into me or they just treat me really well. And then when everything kind of settles down, that's when the manipulation really comes. But that makes the person on the receiving end feel super shitty where it's like you used to love me so much. And now that you're fine or now that they're finally invested, it's actually not true at all. Like, none of that is real. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I recently learned about what love bombing was. And uh, first thing that comes to mind is fuckboys. Um, <laughs> sorry. They just have the stereotype. but um, And, like, people who have very, I wouldn't say avoidant attach- attach- oh, attachment styles, but... Um, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not everyone with avoidant ta- attachment styles are like that, but um, I can see it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also want to say that, like, love bombing can happen for however long. Ugh. Yeah. And it can happen through, like, different phases, too, you know? Um. Like, you can start off with them loving you so much and then this phase of, like, feeling shitty and everything. And then suddenly they start loving you so much and then feeling shitty again. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's a cycle. Um, But, yeah, I can totally see it in these lyrics. (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is what happened. Cause you yeah. know it's the it's the part where he's like where it's the part where they're like, but my phone keeps calling you, meaning it's happening time and time again mm-hmm. where he keeps calling or they keep calling the other person, um, and it feels like an endless cycle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't know, Jay, get out of there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I feel like. 
Oh, what if I do that? Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> I think it's really important. So long as you're just like really aware um, of yourself. Yeah. And checking in with yourself. Um, and taking accountability for your actions, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Whereas it's just like, no, I never did that. Like that in itself is manipulation, kids. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think um, one of our friends said this to me before too, and they're like, "If you're worried about, if you're worried about the actions that you're gonna do, I would say you're okay because you're aware enough of your actions that when you're in the midst of it." you will know how to navigate through it. So in this case where you're like, what if that's me? Or what if I do that? I'm like, I think if you're concerned about it, you're more hyper aware of when you're actually behaving that way, which Mm -hmm. means that you would be more equipped to catch yourself. Mm. I could see that. I could see that. But at the same time, it's so easy, easier said than done. Because once you're in a, once you're in that situation, sometimes your your mind doesn't go to that, or sometimes you don't have that critical thinking or analysis because so many different factors come in um, into those situations. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, well, I just hope that you <laughs> are aware enough, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think about if you were to have kids involved, oh my gosh, don't even get me started. But that's like a whole different conversation, you know. Um, so yeah, I think about that. So hopefully I have the analysis to crit- critically think in those moments mm-hmm. and show awareness. Mm-hmm. But should we go on to verse 2? Yeah, let's go on to verse 2. Do you want to read the lyrics? Yeah, over and over, it's like red red rover uh, will your games ever be through play me over and over pac-man and lover hoping you run out of quarters soon so like with this um we've kind of established that this is repetitive actions um mm-hmm. of this we're just gonna classify to- toxicity in the relationship um where they're just going through the same situation and nothing is being resolved or the conflict is still there um which is kind of like red rover where you just go around in circles um hence why he they added that into the song i keep saying he but i'm not sure jay uses narrator yeah jay the writer uses he pronouns but i don't know um and then will your ever will your games ever be through um again just kind of adding more of like the games that goes on into relationships um and using that as parallels to actual games such as red rover and pac-man and i really loved how he ended at the end hoping you run out of quarter soon kind of referring back to like the arcades where they have like quarters inserts into the game system the pac-man i thought that was pretty cute yeah, I, so I'm thinking about the game Red Rover, and mm-hmm. it only ends if everyone gets onto one side. Um, oh. Yeah, so I think about, like, a controlling aspect, and 
<laughs> and then when the verse says, will your games ever be through? Um, kind of being like, okay, when am I going to, or when is this game going to end uh, when mm-hmm. you play that game? Because to me, sometimes when I play that game or thinking back to when I did play that game, um, that's really what I thought. Um, and so sometimes like when you are in those situations, you kind of just give in because you're so tired. Um, um, because that's what I did like during those games, oh, um, especially when we played with a lot of people. Um, and you would have to go through whoever's like arms or linked arms, you know, mm. um, and those sometimes they're too strong to let you break through um and then sometimes they're just people who will let you break through um yeah or sometimes you just break through yourself and so i think about this person that they're talking about having such a tight hold and on this on the narrator (laughs) and not letting them through um and being very controlling and then yeah, when I used to play those games, I was like, bro, I'm so fucking tired. Like, can we get to another game? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think about that, too, and um, really just being tired of all the games. And then play me over and over, Pac-Man and Lover. Again, going through that controlling. And because when you play Pac-Man, you're, you're controlling something, going left and right. And then you oh. can be... <laughs> Yeah, and you can be eaten by those, I don't even know what you call it, those other monsters, mm-hmm. icons. Um, and I see that as like um, a metaphor to what their lover is doing or who this person is doing to oh my the gosh. narrator. <laughs> um, and there is like, what, multiple killers? And so, or multiple, yeah, killers in Pac-Man. And so I'm thinking, bro, one hit, one hit you out, or two hits you out, you know? Um, but yet there's so many uh, monsters or icons that are trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hoping you run out of quarter soon. I think, again, going back to what your games ever be through, it's like, they're so tired that I hope you're the one who breaks it off (laughs) like they're just waiting for this person to break it off um because yeah i think also going back to the very first one first verse um saying like loving you is getting harder and harder um but they're just waiting for this person to cut it off Mm. yeah oh damn get out of there (laughs) (laughs) shit i didn't think it would get this deep (laughs) Uh, that's but, rough man yeah get the fuck out like yeah <laughs> you need help <laughs> i think it's hard to you when, yeah i think it's hard when they realize what's wrong yeah it feels like they still have a little bit of hope in there mm. um otherwise they would have left right mm. but it seems like they're waiting for the other person to break it off because they don't want to be the one to do that job or do the dirty work for the relationship and just call it quits because 
perhaps they also don't want to call it quits yet either yeah yeah i think about that too and i also think about when you said um calling it quit and not doing the dirty work i think about um like people who don't they don't want to break up with someone because they don't want to seem like the bad guy Mm-mm. yeah when yeah. when actuality when you're in this situation and you are the one who <laughs> um you're the one who's being used or manipulated or whatnot um, for the other's convenience. I think you should break it off. <laughs> because if you break it off, the other person's going to be like, um, no, I wouldn't say they would be like, but the possibility of them saying, oh, okay, is higher. Like, they wouldn't care much as from my perspective. Um, you think so? Yes, but I also think so. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, knowing how this person is saying... I love you and I want you as much as you want me, you know? Um, again, get the fuck out of the situation. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's going back to that cycle and uh, so complex when it comes to relationships. But Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think... Mm, no, never mind. Scratch what I just said. I see it as if they were to cancel or call break it off um like what we said earlier it's like it's like them the other person saying hey i still love you and then you giving in because you feel like oh i feel wanted oh my gosh stress it's so hard i know i know I right because i'm oh, like go ahead <laughs> Because I was just going to say that um, I also feel like they're waiting for the other person to call it quits because it also feels like every time they've brought it up to call it quits, the other person has lured them in back with like love bombing. Oh, like, yeah. I still love you and don't leave me like it's okay, blah, 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 or whatever goes on behind. That's why they're like, even if they're to break it off, even if they were the one to break it off, the other person would just lure them back with mm-hmm. like a bunch of love bombing mm-hmm. um, to make them feel good in the moment. Oh, gosh. Other- <laughs> and that's why they're still waiting, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say the other person, oh, my gosh, get your shit together. Like, <laughs> it's so sad because a lot of people do, like, um, the burden onto their lover um Mm -hmm. like whenever they feel some sort of "Mm, any type of trauma that one may experience or um yeah i think about trauma um and they put it onto or they perpetrate it onto their partner um saying like hey you're my partner now, you're my equal or something like that, um, you have to help me deal with this. <laughs> when actuality <laughs> is not their role, um, that's not their responsibility. Um, like, yeah, um, you're their partner or you are each other's partners, but that's still your own thing to unpack. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think about that. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if 
this the narrator was experiencing best from like the the books that i've been (laughs) more books um (laughs) (laughs) from like some of the readings that i've done too um it's it's uh, like it's not finite but like they do describe this type of scenario as like anxious in like an anxious partner with a avoidant partner type of dynamic um which it which happens a lot because they tend to validate each other's needs um, in very toxic ways no that's the worst no yeah. offense i'm so sorry for anyone who has those attachment styles and i said that but it's the worst <laughs> well it's it's not that it's um bad it's not that it's not possible it just it just that it happens. Yeah, it's just really yeah. hard. It's really challenging because you have to be really aware of each other's like triggers mm-hmm. and past traumas and um very aware of like how you react to certain situations and how your partner decides to show up in the relationship too. Whereas like in this case, right, in this in these lyrics, it feels like they have the anxious and avoidant attachment uh, dynamic where one person's like i'm anxious over here because i feel like you don't love me anymore and then the other person's like avoidant and they're just saying empty words and continuing to love bomb the other person by saying no like what are you talking about i still love you like we're fine um but not really confronting the problem of what it is in the relationship and (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it just continues to go in this vicious cycle of I need you to validate me to feel like I'm loved in this relationship or that you still need me. And the person just, the other person just giving it to them, be like, yes, I still love you. But really, there's nothing there besides the codependency within that relationship. Okay, y'all didn't see it, <laughs> but I was literally like just dying on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in <laughs> agony right now. Like, I just, uh, like, uh, why? <laughs> like, the, this takes up so much energy. Um, mm-hmm. But I get it. It's like the codependency aspect of everything. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just, uh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ellen's over here like, why? Yeah, I'm like, I... I just can't. I think if I was in that situation, I I don't think I can do it. <laughs> yeah. If my partner did that to me, I would be like, okay, bro. <laughs> Let's take a step back. <laughs> like, I think you really need to work on yourself first. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to say that because you learned how to love through love, so. Um, I hate that. Right? <laughs> um, but for me, I just don't have that capacity. Um, yeah. I think we, we view love as something very intricate and difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because that's the way society has made it to be. Mm-hmm. And in a way, they make it seem like love is so rare. But honestly, when you look at it, I'm like, you can love so many things. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you can love kids, you can love books, you can love, I don't know, doing nothing. You can love other people loving other people. And it's not just like between person to person. Yeah. Or, or like your significant other. Um, and as much as I'm like <laughs> rolling my eyes when you're like, you love through loving others. I'm like... <laughs> Like, yes, I know, but it's like, um, it's for practice. Mm -hmm. Um, everything comes better with practice, not perfect practice, just practice. Yeah. Um, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And like, you can practice loving or like your ability to love other people by showing up in relationships that have love, which is like, with your parents or with your nieces and nephews like that's how I'm practicing it where like my nieces and nephews like they're the most honest and um loving like human beings out there like honestly like (laughs) it's so crazy as to like how much love kids have to people that they may or may not know right yeah but you can learn so much from watching little kids, like, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just, oh, no, I won't say it, but <laughs> it's just a side story. But um, mm-hmm. what is it? I was going to say, like, through loving others, you learn how to communicate, you know. You learn how, you learn so many different things about what love is. And then when you come into a relationship, you can bring those traits in. Um, and really practice that. Um, yeah, that's what I believe. Um, I do want to ask you, Mycia, do you mm-hmm. believe that anyone can fall in love with anyone? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Oh. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm saying like in a romantic way. In a romantic uh-huh. way? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. Um the my reasoning behind it is the fact that love is innate and love is also a learned skill and if you can learn something and regurgitate those type of emotions and um skills like just like communications and stuff um you can learn to love other people which is really scary um and like i think we have all i can say for certain like we've all seen it happen when other to see other people learn to love others like come on a lot of our grandparents a lot of our grandmas they didn't love our grandpas but they learned to love them and they were together for 60 plus years. Like, how do you think that happens? It ain't magic. Love ain't magic. But, yeah, it's it's more of a strength than anything. Yeah, I echo you. Um, and I, something that I've learned is, something actually that I taught myself, is that as long as you open your heart to someone, to anyone, um, you can actually fall in love with them and Mm -hmm. um it doesn't matter like 
who they are. Um, it doesn't matter about your standards or um, what you, yeah, it doesn't matter about those things. It's as long as you open yourself um, and allow yourself to um, do that, then you can love whoever you want. Um, yes. Yeah, I truly believe that. Um, I do too. Yeah, which is crazy. I learned that in like my second year of college. Um, mm. And it's just like, ever since that, I was like, bruh, like, <laughs> what are standards? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think people should have standards, but, um, but still, like, sometimes people do say, like, your standards, you're going to meet someone that is completely opposite of your standards or mm-hmm. doesn't have one bit of your standards. Um, and so I think about that and, um, yeah, I think about that and I forget where else I was going to say, but, um, or where I was going with this, but yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that mm-hmm. or asking that too. Because I'm like, I think a lot of people do think like, oh, it's not possible. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, remembering, remember that like love is unconditional and we're all born with love already, which means that like, that is the nature of us. And for us to like, classify it as conditional it means that we have like we're just withholding it for no reason or traumatic reasons Mm. yeah yeah i mean i think i think we all are born with um unconditional love but personally for me i have conditional love um and it was just because and it's because i'm taught that um and I've internalized that. Um, but yeah, I do believe that everyone is born with unconditional love. You just have to channel that in you. Yeah. It's the hardest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest when, like, going back to this, like, this person is harming or hurting this other person, but yet you're still loving them. Mm-hmm. Some, some way, shape, or form. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad, but that's what love is. Mm-hmm. How hard it is, <laughs> but also how easy it is. Yeah, and I think that's like the the piece of it that we forget is like how easy it can be too, mm-hmm. and it actually doesn't have to be that difficult mm-hmm. or as difficult as like what is shown to us right or that in in like the movies where love has to be dramatic and like with fireworks and explosives and that it always has to be um like overly emotional all the time it's like no some days you just don't do anything (laughs) oh that reminds me okay so i was watching um one season of The Bachelorette, right? And mm-hmm. um, this guy came back for uh, this one girl that he was talking to, 
and she said she was talking to another guy on on paradise and mm-hmm. um she was like you know this guy over here is so easy he's so like confident um i don't have to worry about anything and then this other guy who came back for me he there's so much drama there's so much like pain um but there's so much love at the same time and oh my gosh hold on let me let me (laughs) reframe myself but the guy was like okay do you want something easy or do you want something like something to work towards you know um and something passionate and i was like uh passion doesn't always mean good um, passion can mean toxic. When you're too passionate about something, um, it can mean like it's too overwhelming for you, mm-hmm. um, and you can't think clearly. Um, yeah, me and my sister, we've had this conversation as well um, about that scenario, um, or about this relationship. Um, and they, the girl, chose to go with the guy that was passionate. Like, they felt so much passion. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, they're still together now, but uh, which is great. Um, I think they work towards what they have right now. Um, but I think about couples who, or people who think that if there's passion in the relationship, that means they love you. Um, mm-hmm. when, that's just, when that doesn't necessarily mean that they love you, um, nor does it necessarily mean that it's a healthy relationship. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say that. Um yeah, I think about the lyrics and what could have been or what may have happened. Mm-hmm. Um because we did talk about love bombing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So much to talk about. Uh, okay, so um, the pre-chorus here states, "Don't hurt me, leave me. No, I don't mean that. Love me all the way to death." Um, just I almost don't know if I want to dive deeper into <laughs> this. Um, but. Do you think this is, like, an internal battle that they're having? Kind of, and not really. It sounds like an internal battle of them deciding what they should do. Mm. Um, and at the same time, it sounds like they're also craving for the other person's validation as well. Like, love validation. Um because when he says like don't hurt me leave me that kind of sounds like they just want it all to end and so then like the other person can just and so they can just like go separate ways um and then the second line where they're like no i don't mean that kind of like taking a step back from what they just said or decided on um And then the last line here saying, love me all the way to death, 
kind of just says like instead of hurting me like I just wish you could just love me for as long as there is left of us stress what are your thoughts? <laughs> stress <laughs> um I could say this as like uh like a conversation between the person that they love oh my gosh what was that <laughs> but um yeah I could see this as a conversation that they are having with the person that they love but at the same time I could see this as an internal battle that they've been having for the longest time um mm-hmm. and I can see this like I can visually imagine this person trying to call the other person um and thinking like don't hurt me like don't leave me I mean don't hurt me leave me like no 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 no. like what am I thinking um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then thinking like I want this person in my life and I want this person to love me all the way um Mm -hmm. yeah I see it as that um and then for the conversation I see it as like yeah, like them saying this to the other person, but at the same time, the other person is saying the exact same thing. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Just leave. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's much to say about the pre-chorus. That, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Um, and then the chorus here, um, excuse me, it says, it's killing me how fear is holding me down, but I want to hold you. I might burn to the ground, but see me burn with a smile. If I die, it's with you. Please don't. Ah. Please don't do it. I think it's so interesting. Oh, yeah. I think it's so interesting that they say how. Why is that? Um, I say that because... It sounds rhetorical. Yeah, it's like they already know <laughs> how they're being held down, how they're being killed, um, how they're being hurt. Yet they're saying how. Because girl, they got the rose color, the rose glass <laughs> color on. And they're just like everything is so beautiful. Oh my gosh! Why does it hurt? Stop. <laughs> everything is so pretty. Why does it hurt? Bitch, roses, roses got thorns. Like, <laughs> um, and then when it says fear is holding me down, but I want to hold, hold you. I don't know about you, but I see it as, like, um, a power control thing. Um, wanting to, like, for once, let me do something to you so you can understand how I'm feeling. Um, Oof. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, knowing since the beginning of the song how much fear has come into it. Um, like, I get that they're afraid to lose this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I might burn to the ground, but see me, 
to see me burn with a smile if I dies with you. Um, you know, at this point, you might as well just take each other down. Oh. <laughs> but No, I'm just joking. But um, I think about when you're in that situation or in this type of relationship, um, like you feel as if, or you may feel as if um, like it's a ride or die type of thing. Mm. Yeah. And so if they do, if they are going to go in as a ride or die type of thing, um, it's like all in. And so, um, yeah, they're just going to let it burn until it's all gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's interesting how they say uh, that they'll smile when they burn. Because this person's already in so much pain. Maybe they're smiling because it's kind of like a laughing type of thing. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, like, like you finally did it or it's finally done or it could be like a relief type of thing. Um, yeah. That's me. No, I I agree a hundred percent with everything you said. Yeah. Yo Yo, just get out. <laughs> yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I think like we can see the progression of how fearful this person has been mm-hmm. and how in like how much control they've been put through mm-hmm. um, by their partner. And up until the very end here, um, they're still afraid. And they're just waiting and waiting and waiting for it to be com- to be over. Um, and at the same time, like, they still have so much love for this person. And they don't want to leave either. And they're just hoping that the other person will call it quits so they can have some sort of closure to leave this mm. relationship behind. Um, And I think that's kind of like the last three lines are about where even if this whole thing goes up in flames, they'll at least have been happy before. And now that it's all done, like at least they've sought it through to the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that can sometimes bring people closure too, where it's like, yeah, even though we may not have ended up together, at least I held out. Mm. Which is like, mm, bitch, get out of there real quick. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> that is so bad for you. Um, yeah. I think that's so sad. I know. And I think that happens a lot with uh, victims of many sorts where they're just constantly being manipulated and gaslighted into thinking that they're loved and that oh. they're worth is only worthy if they're with this person mm-hmm. and at and the truth is they're always worthy even if they're not with this person and they're still worthy even after this person mm. yeah oh my gosh this makes me so sad so sad yeah I, oh go ahead no I'm just sighing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's so sad that um, that is what people do. You know, they wait until the 
very, very last bits um, until it all crumbles mm-hmm. um, and you can no longer build something. I think that's so sad because why does it need to get to that point for you to... Mm, no, I think that's very insensitive of me to say. But, um, but I think that's really, uh, it's just, I think about the people that I know and who has gone through this experience, um, or has gone through something maybe similar, um, and they wait out until the very end, um, and it's just, I get it, but at the same time, I don't. And maybe yeah. that's because, like, I've never been in that type of relationship. Yeah, um, what do we know, right? Alan? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, to me, from my lens, it's, like, once you know, I don't think it's worth wasting your time. Um, but at the same time, like, you can be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the paradox and, like, the complex, the complexity of fucking relationships. I cannot. <sighs> I don't know so many things are going through my mind right now, but yeah. Overall, just sad. Just so so sad. I agree, and I think like the problem with a lot of toxic, the toxicity in some relationship comes with the idea that society gives us that a successful relationship is defined by the longevity of a relationship too and some people like they hold on to that very like with so much pride where they're like you know i've been with my partner five years and if i if i leave the the relationship then all of those five years have gone to waste i'm like no you've learned so much since then you've grown so much since then there's so much of you outside of this relationship and those five years are never gone to waste you are you know more than anything like i'm i'm glad you're leaving the relationship because you're no longer the same person that you were at the beginning of this relationship and if that's just how it is that's just how it's gonna be and i think a lot of people may uh, like I, I completely understand. Like, some people have a really hard time letting go of relationships because a part of them have become, or, like, a part of their identity has come from the relationship, um, which is completely valid. Just saying, like, I may not know anything, but I know a little <laughs> bit of something. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's um, very toxic, too, on the part where, people stay in relationships just for the number of years of the relationship and not for the quality of the relationship. And I think this is, this song kind of represent that too, where it's like they're waiting for the other person to end it because they themselves feel powerless to end the relationship. And, in a way, they're still getting some of their needs met. They're like their uh, the validation that they're seeking in in that relationship, which is the you know verbal validation or reassurance that yes, I still love you, aka like you're still worthy, but you're worthy outside of relation of a relationship, and you're 
still lovable even if this person can't love you. Somebody else will. Dang. Preach. Preach. Yeah, I don't read those books just for fun. (laughs) (laughs) I learned a thing or two. (laughs) But, yeah, Yeah. I I don't have anything to add other than preach. Preach. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so if any of you guys are having relationship problems, (laughs) let us know. We're pretty oh good. At I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, or if you have a song that you want us to dissect together, oh my gosh, shoot it our way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, I think that kind of wraps up today's episode on here where um, today's a very different format from other things, and we decided to deep dive into one of our favorite songs. And yeah, this is where we ended up. So. We hope that your relationships, whether it is family, friends, or significant others, with pets, with things, with your career, we hope that it's going well. We hope that you're thriving, and we're hoping that you're doing the best for you. So let us know if you know you have anything, like birthdays you want us to shout out, or celebrations you want us to shout out about as well. Um, we're here to celebrate with you um, on this podcast. So, again, as every episode, links down below um, our lines for mental health um, services, domestic violence assistance, suicide prevention hotlines, and our social medias. Um, so, chat with us um, and check out our socials. But until next week, Monday, we will see you guys. Bye. Bye.